the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Without a vision, the people perish. Helping you cultivate spiritual vision next. Greetings and welcome to today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing from the Well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Today we're in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 specifically. It's here that we get an idea of what it means to cultivate spiritual vision. We would invite you to join us. If you have an idea that you're lacking vision, we can help you with that. With today's broadcast, again from Ephesians 4, and verse 17, Let's catch up with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman, for today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. Many people live their lives like this. They're walking through life, but they're ignorant to what God is doing right now in their life and what God is going to do in their life. They're just ignorant to that. Well, the devil likes to keep us in that place because if you don't know where you're going, he'll try to lead you in a direction that he wants you to go. Can I have an amen? So we have to be very, very sensitive of this. We've got to be cautious of this. And I want to show you a picture from a biblical standpoint of this that really just has always amazed me. Go to 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. And I think this, this passage of Scripture gives us insight into what a lot of times is going on behind the scenes for our lives, but we don't always see it. And there are times when God will open our eyes to see so that we truly have vision and we have clarity. It says in verse 8, Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servants, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, and this was Elisha, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, Will you now show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha. The prophet who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Wouldn't you like to know what your kids are saying in their bedroom? (laughs) I mean, it's amazing. But here you have a man of God who's tapped into the all-knowing one. Who's tapped into the source. And we're going to see who also... Has, has his spirit, the spirit of his mind has been so constructed that he's able to get insight from God, clarity from God. God trusts him with this revelation also. 
And I think for all of us, you remember, he had this revelation and he was a part of the old covenant. How much more should we receive revelation and we have a new covenant? Amen. We want God to speak to us. He says here, look at this. He says in verse 13. So he said, go and see where he is that I may send and get him. And it was told him saying, surely he is in Dalton. Therefore, he sent horses and chariots and a great army there. And they came by night and surrounded the city. When the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, now watch this, this is very key to allowing God to renew us in the spirit of our mind. He says, so he answered, do not what? He says, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. I want to stop right there. You know, this is one of the major things that I look at in our lives. Understand, saints, that if God were to open your eyes right now, you'd be surprised angels you got around you. The war that God is doing on your behalf. Don't think you just made it to work without some demons trying to kill you on the way. Look at your neighbor and tell him, but God. If God could have, if the devil could have took you out, he would have did it already. I keep saying this because we have to understand that God has always got something going on on your behalf. When the devil says no, God says yes. And there's nothing that he can do to stop it. I love this because here Elisha is sitting here. And he's talking to his servant who has, does not perceive, doesn't have his, his vision right yet. We're going to see here. But Elisha does. And clearly communi- communicates that there are more that be with us than those that be with them. And what he's basically saying is, is I see something you don't see yet. I'm in a position of perception and revelation that you haven't entered into yet. And so... You see Elisha live his life from a different perspective. Why? Because he's seeing differently. Well, even when it comes to the world, saints, God has given us his word. As Christians, I don't, I mean, listen, we need to be sensitive about, you know, what the government's saying, a fiscal cliff and all this other stuff. But we need to lift up our eyes and see God. We need to lift up our eyes and see God. What is God saying? about everything that pertains to your life. What is God showing you about your life? What's he showing you about your kids? What's he showing? But what happens is if you and I allow fear to grip us, get a hold of us, it will begin to short-circuit our perception and our view and our vision. Fear will blind you from seeing what God sees. The ten spies go out. They see through the eyes of fear. Two of them see through the eyes of faith. They have a different perception. But they both were looking at the same thing. All of us here, we have to learn that, God, I want to tap into your mind. I want to be renewed in the spirit of of my mind so that from a spiritual standpoint, I can begin to see what maybe others don't see. This is what God does in our lives. It doesn't mean that even from a natural standpoint that what you're seeing isn't legitimate. It doesn't mean that it's not real. Jesus saw the demons. 
He saw who was going to betray him. He saw all, he saw everything. The only thing that it did was help him to navigate in the world without getting caught up in the world. Well, we want God to open our understanding that we begin to see from God's perspective more than we do just from our natural perspective. Amen? And so what happens here, he says it in verse 16. So he answered, do not fear. This is the first area. We have to make sure that we don't allow to cloud our heart and our vision. Do not fear for those who are with us are more than those that are with them. And Elijah prayed. Now watch this. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opens the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, somebody say, and behold. He says, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Saints, his eyes were open to see. His perception was clear. His insight was there. Now, now imagine this. Elisha's living his life seeing that. Never said he talked about it before them. Never said he preached on it. Never said he prophesied. And the Lord's got chariots around me. Can't you see the Lord is moving? He didn't. His whole life he's living, seeing and perceiving something different. And all he says is, Lord, open his eyes that he can see what I see. He was blinded. He's darkened. He's alienated. He's ignorant. He's hanging out with me, but he doesn't see. And God, he prays and he opens his eyes and he sees chariots of fire. All. Do you see chariots of fire all around your family? Amen. Do you see God making a way when there is no way in your life? If your marriage is bad, do you see God restoring your marriage? If your kids are out there cutting up and they look, they're acting crazy, do you see God saving them and doing something special in their life? Do you see God, even in the midst of, of their rebellion, that God still is chasing after them? Amen? Do we see that? Well, what happens, I think, for a lot of us as Christians, we haven't allowed God to renew us in the spirit of our mind. So it just becomes a reality to us that this is what God is, he's actually doing. For this man of God, it is clear when he prayed, the Bible says that he saw his eyes were open and behold, the mountain was full of horses. Now you're talking about one man and the Bible says the mountain is full of horses and chariots of fire. I don't even know what a chariot of fire looks like. Amen. I'm not talking about the movie. You know what I mean? I'm talking about this is a real chariot of fire. It says it's it's surrounding this man. I want to tell you that there are more that be with you than those that are with your adversary. You got more on your side than the devil has on his side. Can I have an amen? But we got to start seeing that. And what that does is it liberates us from being fearful. The Bible says that it was not even possible for Jesus. You know, the, the, listen, y'all. I mean, Jesus is on the scene. These Pharisees and Sadducees, they wanted to kill him. Bible says in one, one verse that he just passed through this crowd and they couldn't do nothing because it wasn't even his time to die. They came to arrest him. And Jesus just spoke to him and knocked them all down. It wasn't possible. Why? 
Do you know how many, you know how many angels were ministering to Jesus and, and helping Jesus get to the point that he got to the cross so he died for our sins? Didn't mean that he didn't go through the tough times, but what it does mean is that behind the scenes, Jesus saw what other people didn't see. Even when he came out of his temptation, the Bible says that right after he came out of his temptation, the angels just went right there and ministered to him. Hang on in there. You're going to be all right. You're going to get this done. You're going to handle this. Just go ahead. Keep on. Keep strong. Think about it, saints. Apostle Apostle Paul and these guys are trying to go up into Asia. And the Bible says that first the Holy Spirit, an angel spoke to him. The Holy Spirit spoke to him. That God was preventing him. Why? The angels are there navigating. You know, sometimes even in your life, you made a left because God kind of nudged you to make. That would be nice to make a left. Yeah, that would be nice to make a left. huh? (laughs) You shut the door. Car comes by. You shut the door. Oh, wow. You trip and fall, something go over your head, bam, you get up. Oh, oh my goodness, God just, God just, God just saved my life. Saints, listen to me. God, can I have an amen? Can we God give God some praise in here for that right now? You don't even know what God is doing in your life. Next time the angel trips you, just say praise the Lord. <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. Saints. We have to understand that behind the scenes, something is going on for your life. Do you perceive it? Do you perceive it? There's a couple things, and I'm going to let you go, that are going to help us to get ourselves in a position. These are things that I go over all the time. And all of them have to do with eventually God speaking to you. That are going to help us to really get renewed in the spirit of of our mind. Number one, we've got to make the investment in the word. I say this all the time. If God is going to renew you in the spirit of your mind, understand that this book is not, this is a spiritual book. The words that I speak are spirit and they are life. God's Bible, this is a spiritual book. It takes the Holy Spirit to get insight. Well, God uses this book to cleanse our minds And to wash our minds. We're washed by the washing of water by the what? Word of God. God washes the spirit of our mind. He renews it. Gives us insight into perceiving God. Seeing God. Seeing God active in our lives. So that we're not confused. We're not ignorant. We're not darkened. Why? Because God has come in and through his word he's convinced us. Right now, as I'm preaching, right now as you're reading, God is renewing something. He's washing something in your perception and in your thinking to cause you to believe God for this in your life. This is what we want. So it becomes clear. Well, God has to dig up fear. He has to dig up doubt. He has to dig up, you know, all the baggage of our past. He has to dig up depression. And he has to dig up those things in our life that kept us ignorant and darkened. And cut off from what God was truly trying to do. Well, we have to allow God to do this in our lives through the word. But if I spend more time listening to the news than I do reading the good news. Can I have an amen? What happens is, now, what am I really allowing to really form my my thoughts and, and to really cleanse me? We don't know, but sometimes the enemy, that's all he's doing is pushing. Pushing perception. Pushing perception in our lives through the things that we're being exposed to. Hey, I love watching TV. I love 
watching football, love all this stuff, you know, sports, all that stuff. But at some point in time, we have to realize also that that's not there to feed me. That God's word trumps everything. It trumps everything, God's word. And I allow God's word to just wash over me. Wash over me. That's the first thing. He's going to speak to us, and that is going to help to change our, our thinking. Number two, look here. Prayer, write it down. We talk about these areas all the time. Prayer is important because in prayer, God also begins to cleanse and wash us and to speak to us, which renews us in the spirit of our mind. God's words go forth even through prayer to, to convince us. You know what? This area that you're looking at, I need you to see it from this perspective. Prayer opens our spirit up to divine communication and causes, because remember, it's two ways. God is speaking to me. I'm speaking to God, but he starts to speak to me. So I'm talking, but I also do what? Listen. I'm listening. And then God comes in and says, you know, the way you think about this, the way you're thinking about your job is wrong. You need to see it like this. Like, Lord, I hate all those people on my job. Yeah, you're wrong. You're wrong. You need to change your perception. You have to see them as a harvest field, not a killing field. <laughs> you know, can I preach this today? See them as a harvest field, not a killing field. Okay? So, and God changes so you can begin to see. Look at the fields. That's what Jesus looks at the people. He says, look at the fields. They're already ripe. Everybody else is saying, that's just my mama. No, no, that's, that's a harvest field. Why? Because the spirit of his mind was right. He saw differently. And so, <laughs> you know, and so next time Pookie and them want to come over, say, come on over. Y'all come on over. I'm going to preach to y'all when y'all, don't tell them you're going to preach before they get there, but just have a word ready. Because it's a harvest field. Why? Your perception is different. God, through prayer, will begin to change our perception. What does he do? He's renewing us in the spirit of our mind. He causes us to have vision. He causes us to have insight. He causes us to tap into his revelation for where our lives are at and where our lives are going and what we're dealing with. We need God to change our perception, our vision in life. Amen? Number three, God also speaks through times of worship. Worship. Worship is a time where we open our spirits up through our adoration for God, and then He begins to pour revelation into us. But it takes time to worship. Listen, saints, we got to go from just worshiping from an outer court standpoint, from a holy, holy place standpoint. We got to get into the holy of holies with God. And that takes time. You just don't automatically go there. When you first start, some of y'all, when you first came in here, we first come in here, you know, we thinking about, okay, where am I going to sit? The music is going, Tammy's singing. Well, okay, where am I going to sit? And this person better not get too close to me. And I'm trying to get my praise on. And, and you know, we thinking about all that. And then you, you know, some folks start looking at people's hair, what they got on. And Come on, y'all. Don't try to act like you came up in here. I'm ready. Oh, the Lord, oh, anointing. You come in, you got to break through that outer court amen? amen then all of a sudden you get into the 
the holy place where you start to worship God and now your emotions getting into it. You're starting to clap a little bit and Tammy's getting you fired up. You're getting a little bit stirred up. And, and now, okay, oh, the Lord touched me. You start crying a little bit. I mean, whatever it is. But that's more soul, emotion. You know, I'm there, but I'm there. Woo, hallelujah. We got to go beyond that too, right? We got to go into the holy of holies where it's not about who's shouting, who's jumping, but now God, bam. He done, he done, now you can't even hardly move. Whew, I almost had him, almost, almost got caught up right there for a second. Whoo, hallelujah. But saints, what happens is, through your worship, it's in that moment, then God, when your spirit is settled, where you can say, hey, will you believe me on your job? Will you believe me with your children? Will you believe me to take you to another level in your spirit? Will you believe? Then God starts speaking. And what happens? The, the scales come off. We begin to see. Look, you thought it was this, but I'm showing you this is what happens. God begins to elevate our perception and vision. And we begin to come become like Elijah and start to see. This becomes a lifestyle. We start to see things differently. Why? Because God through worship is renewing us in our spirit of our mind. Then the last thing, we saw this in 2 Kings, is fellowship. You know, the thing, the thing that I love is being around people who I know are walking like this. Elisha's servant got access to revelation based on the fact that Elisha prayed for him and asked God to open his eyes. Who is speaking into your life? Who is, are you fellowshipping with? Those individuals, God places people in our lives that are, have this heightened view. And then through their prayer, through their fellowship with us, through their just communion with us, through their being in our lives, they help to lift the veil off of our lives. This man did not get revelation. He only got it based on his connection with Elijah. Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Bam! And we need people in our lives that will come to us and say, Lord, open this person's eyes. I'm praying for them that, God, you would open their eyes. Pastor, I'm having a hard time. I, don't, I can't see it. I think, oh, we're going to die. I can't. No, God, open his eyes to see. I don't know what we're going to do. I, we need people around us that will help us to get the revelation that, we're, that we need. And sometimes that means them praying for us. That's what happened. He can't see. But I can see. I want to be around people that can see. Amen. When I can't see. Can I have an amen in here? When you can't see for yourself, somebody comes alongside and says, no, you, God's going to open your eyes that you can see. And I think for all of us here as saints, we have to embrace these Four areas because this becomes a lifestyle and before long, God calls us to see from his vantage point everything that we're going, that's going on in our lives. It may not mean that, like I, like I said, I mean, it's progressive. God may show you things over a period of time. But what happens for all of us, our mind gets renewed and we stop talking about what's going on here. And we start talking about what's going on behind the veil. So Jesus is sitting here, and I'm going to close with this. Jesus is sitting there, and he has all these individuals. 
They have different perspectives, different views. He's got fishermen. He's got different kind of people that are coming to him. But in the midst of it all, his spiritual perception helped him to navigate through people pulling on him, people pushing on him, people telling him to do this, people going this. His spiritual perception caused him to navigate into his purpose. And it's the same thing for us. I don't know what you have going on in your life, but you need God's vision for it. You need God's vision. I don't know what challenges you may face or even the blessed time that you're in. You may be in a blessed time of prosperity, but never forget that David fell into sin when he had peace on every side. So even in those moments, we need God's vision. And so what happens is we need this. God, renew us in the spirit of our mind so that we can see you. You are spirit. We want to see what you're doing behind the veil so we can navigate through this life. Amen. A production of the Well Christian Community, this has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding.